Hello everyone and welcome to some more Know Your Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester. And welcome guys to another edition of the Big Four Pay-Per-View Review. Where I do a review of all of AEW's and WWE's Big Four Pay-Per-Views. And today guys is AEW's turn. Where today I'm going to be reviewing AEW All Out. 2022. And coming up, AEW's All Out, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson will take on Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Four-way interim women's world championship match, Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Carl Shida. One will become the interim champ. Jade Cargill puts her TBS championship and the undefeated streak on the line against Athena. Could she make history here tonight? In trios match, the House of Black will take on Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting! <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack Perry goes one-on-one -on -one with Christian Cage. This match has been a long time coming. We have another great trios match. The TNT champ Wardlow and the decorated world champs FTR against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns from Impact Wrestling. The casino ladder match. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Penta El Cerro Miedo, Ray Fenix, Roosh, Andrade El Idolo, and Dante Martin plus the Joker all vying for a future AEW World Championship title shot. Speaking of World Championships, the World Tag Team Champs swerving our glory. We'll take on the acclaimed. So much bad blood between absolute Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs. They will meet live at All Out tonight. The finals of the World Trios Championship. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Hangman and Page in Dark Order. And the match for the biggest prize in our sport. John Moxley puts the AEW World Championship on the line against CM Punk. Now, to begin with, guys, we had the Joker versus Claudio Castanelli versus Dante Martin versus Wheeler Utah versus Pento L Zero versus Ray Phoenix versus Andrade El Idolo in the Casino Ladder Match. Well, to begin with, guys, you had Utah and Felix start the match because obviously then after every minute or two, you have another participant go into the match as well. Um, you had a beautiful um, suicida by Utah where he makes um, Phoenix land on, land on the ladder. Then you had Roosh come out next. Then you had Roosh with this amazing release beta belly to Utah. And then you had Roosh as well with this amazing running 360 splash over the top rope to Phoenix. That was absolutely beautiful. Then you have my boy Andrade out next. Then you have Andrade with this amazing, beautiful flip powerbomb from a ladder to, uh, from one ladder to another ladder to Utah. This was amazing. It was very similar to his flip powerbomb that he did before to Finn Balor at one of the previous Money in the Banks. And then you have another, another one of my guys, Claudio Casanelli, is out next. Claudio then pushes Andrade off the ladder to the outside. Dante Martin is the next one out. Penta is out next. And then Penta gives uh, Dante Martin a Canadian Destroyer on the entrance uh, ramp. And this was fucking amazing, just the way he was able to uh, come out from the uh, backstage area, run at him, and then give Martin this amazing Canadian Destroyer. It was absolutely beautiful. Then you have Penta with this amazing backstabber to Claudio from Brett's Rope. Then you have Penta again with another Canadian Destroyer, but this time to 
Andrade on the ladder. That was an absolutely amazing spot. It was fucking crazy. And then you have Phoenix with a big frog splash to Roosh through a table on the outside. And then you have just masked men in hoodies just come out uh, with Stoke halfway. And he's uh, basically goes up the ladder, uh, picks up the, um, the poker chip, uh, takes off the mask. Then he reveals himself to be Stoke halfway. And then you have the Joker man come out, take the chip, and then he goes off to the back. You can feel he's going to reveal himself, but actually he doesn't. And he tells the crowd to shush. And you can hear the crowd just boo and stuff. I thought it was really cleverly done because it gives you that intrigue of who the Joker's going to be. But then at the same time, it just works in the fact that they're not, they're not going to reveal it there and then. They're going to save it for another time. So yeah, guys, a great match. And I thought... Um, for a ladder match, they were able to do some really cool stunts, really cool moments. And I think for me, it helps showcase just how good Andrade and Penta are. That hopefully one day in the future, these two will have a great match and have a really good rivalry in AEW. And what we have next, guys, is between the Elite versus Hangman Page and the Dark Order for the AEW World Trios Championship. Now, guys, all, all I'm going to have to say about this match is, is just fuck the Bucks, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. That's all I'm going to say about that, to be honest, because I don't want to get into a big rant about uh, the so-called EVPs because they're a bunch of dicks, and that's what I'm going to say. And what we have next, guys, is between Jade Cargill versus Athena for the AEW TBS Women's Championship. Now, guys, this match was really, really good. I mean, to begin with, you have Jade Cargill come out as the She-Hulk and she has that amazing entrance where she knocks down a bunch of bricks and stuff. I thought that was amazing. Uh, you have Athena with this amazing double knees to Jade Cargill. And then Athena again with this uh, her amazing springboard stunner. But Jade Cargill was able to kick out. Um, Jade Cargill then hit this a beautiful Samoan drop. Then you have Jay Cargill hit this amazing, huge spear to Athena. Then you have Athena with this amazing springboard, uh, springboard splash. But then Jay Cargill is able to win with the Jaded and get the victory and is still the AW TBS Women's Champion. Yeah, guys, this was another good match too. It showed off just how good Athena is, but also shows just how good of a monster Jade Cargill is. And I think for me... Even though it's sad to see, in a sense, how far lower the totem pole, in a sense, the AW Women's Belt has become. But for me, I believe that um, Jay Cargo is such a mega star that I think the person who does beat her streak and then becomes the champion will then go on to the stratosphere because they're the one who has beaten Jay Cargill. And I think and I hope that Jay Cargill will get up to the 50s and even the 100s of being undefeated. And the next match we had, guys, was between Wardlow and FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Uh, you having this match, guys. Chris Saban with this amazing, lovely arm drag. Dax then hits this amazing, huge shot arm clothesline. Very similar to a Rainmaker, but quite different at the same time. Then you have Dax and Cash with some great double teaming to Alex Shelley. Then you have Cash with this... With this um, then you have Dax and Cash with some great double teaming to Alex Shelley. Then you have Cash with a big chop to Alex Shelley. And you have Wardlow with this amazing double suplex to the machine guns. Big super kicks to Dax by the machine guns. 
Then you have the machine guns with some double teaming to Cash's knee. Because obviously on the outside you had Jay Lethal slam Dax's knee to uh, on the apron. Big super kicks to Dax. And you have the machine guns with some great double teaming uh, with some great double teaming moves to Cash's knee. Where before this you had Jay Lethal slamming Cash's knee onto the um, post on on the ring. And then you have Cash with his amazing backbreaker to Alex Shelley. But then he sells the knee because the way he did it, he slammed Alex Shelley's uh, back to his knee. Then you had the machine gun to this amazing super kicks to FTR. Jay Lethal with a big elbow drop. FTR with, with a big rig. Jay Lethal then with a double lethal injection to FTR. But then Wardo is able to stop the pin. And then he hits the three power bombs for the victory. And FTR and Wardlow win. But even more better than that, Samoa Joe is back. So Joe, 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 Joe. And yeah, guys, I thought this match was a great match too. It showed off just how good the machine guns are, just how good FTR are. And what I'm hoping in this match as well is in the near future, we'll see a proper tag team match between FTR and the machine guns. And it'll be awesome to see both teams go out and have an amazing match that I know both teams will and can deliver. And our next match of the evening, guys, was between Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Well, this match was quite a short match where you had Ricky Starks with a big tornado DDT to Hobbs. Then you had Hobbs then was able to hit this amazing, beautiful um, championship spine buster for the one, the two, and the three, and the victory. Like I said, before I spoke about the match, this match was quite short, but it shows just how good of a baby face that Ricky Starks is, but it also shows just how awesome and great and just how much of a great heel that powerhouse Hobbs is, and hopefully we'll see Hobbs uh, go on to even more better and bigger things in the future, as that's why I believe he has the skill as well as the look and just everything else about the man to go on to even more better and bigger things. And the next match we had, guys, was between Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Well, the biggest takeaway that I found about this match was just how over The Acclaimed were. Uh, you have Keith Lee with an amazing double slap, uh, The Acclaimed with the hot tag, uh, Bowden with a beautiful, great net breaker. The acclaimed are over. Keith Lee with a lovely double slap. Uh, and then the acclaimed hit a hot tag. And you have Bowden uh, hit this amazing, great net breaker. Then you have Bowden as well hit this amazing, lovely suplex. Bowden with a Faymaster to Swerve. Then Swerve is able to toss Bowden to the outside via his legs. I thought that was really, really cool. Then you have Swerve and Our Glory with this beautiful double team move to Bowden's knee. Uh, then you have Caster who is able to then dodge his Lee's pounce. But then because he was able to dodge the pounce, then you had Lee hitting Swerve instead. So that was quite an interesting thing of showing that uh, they're not on the same page kind of thing. Then you have this amazing move where the Acclaimed are able to hit a double superplex that they're able to hit to Lee from the top rope. Swerve with an amazing, beautiful stomp from the top rope. Acclaimed with the mic drop. Swerve with a big driver to caster on the out on the apron. Then you have Swerve in our glory hit the Swerve in our glory. 
to retain and they are still the AW World Tag Team Champions. Now, I thought this match was really good. I mean, the main takeaway that I had for this match, like I mentioned before, was the fact how over the acclaimed were. Like I mentioned before, I mean, the acclaimed are a fantastic tag team and it shows just how great and awesome both men really are. And the next match we had, guys, was between Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida for the interim AW Women's Championship. Now, the reason why, guys, it's uh, for the interim championship is because weeks ago on AEW Dynamite, uh, Thunder Rosa had to um, go off because she was injured. So rather than shipping her of the championship and basically having a new champion in general, Tony Khan was like, you know, you know what we're going to do? We're going to kind of like borrow a few little elements from the world of MMA, especially the UFC, where they had their own interim champions as well. And basically what they did was, is uh, they thought, okay then, so we're going to have, like they did before with CM Punk and John Moxley, they're going to have interim champions and it's going to be one of those things where the interim champion who will win this match and then they'll go on against and then fight against Thunder Rosa and then whoever wins that match would then become the full and proper AW World Women's Champion. Now to the match. You have Tony Storm with some big stomps to Jamie Hayter in the corner. Uh, Sheeta with his big running knee to Jamie Hayter. Baker with a big kick to Tony Storm. A sling blade to both Sheeta and Storm by Baker. Both great moves. Hater with a double suplex to both Storm and Sheeta. And then you have Storm hit a tope suicida to Hater. Sheeta and Storm with a double headbutt to Rebel. Baker with a stomp to Sheeta on the ramp. Storm with a drop, a uh, toehold to Baker. Sheeta then comes back out, uh, even though the doctors are saying to her, don't, 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 you know, you might be concussed because of the stomp. But Sheeta's able to hit kendo sticks and attacks both Hater and Baker with them. And then you have Sheeta with this beautiful superplex to Hater from Brett's rope. The most deadliest of ropes. Then you have Sheeta with this, with this amazing falcon arrow to Hater. Hater with a tombstone to Storm. Absolutely beautiful tombstone. Shido with double knees to Hater from Brett's rope again. You know, showing us how deadly and amazing Brett's rope really is. And then you have Baker hit another stop to Shida again. Storm hitting this amazing, beautiful pile driver to Hater. Where then Brett throws Storm out of the ring. But Hater's able to kick out. And then you have Storm hitting both this really big DDTs to Baker. Then to Hater, where she pins Hater and gets the victory and is the new interim AW Women's Champion. Now, guys, this match I thought was fantastic. It just shows how good all four of the women are. I mean, Jamie Hater is a mega star in the making. Tony Storm already is a mega star. Britt Baker is already a mega star. Sheeta's already a mega star, and even though it was sad that it had to be hated to, to take the fall, but hopefully this will go into the thing of the hater and the Baker rivalry, and hopefully Hater will turn against Baker and go on to propel herself as the next mega star in the AW women's division. And the next match we had, guys, was between Christian Cage versus 
Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Uh, basically, you have uh, Christian Cage come out, and then you have Jungle Boy come out, but then Luchasaurus comes out of the hillside of the entrance ways, and then he gives um, Jungle Boy this uh, big choke slam on the ru- on the rampway, and then you have Luchasaurus who then gives a razor's edge to Jungle Boy through a table, and then you have Cage hit this big spear. Then you have Christian hitting a kill switch for the one, the two, and the victory. And you have this amazing shot of Jungle Boy's family looking really pissed off. And I thought it worked really, really well because it puts over the hatred that they have for Christian. Also, it puts over just how great of a heel that Luchasaurus is. We're having both men together. It will um, hope propel Jack Perry to be a more bigger and better star. Because by having such a great heel to work off like Christian, it can then bring out more of Jungle Boy's babyface fire. Uh, and just to show how good of a babyface that actually Jungle Boy can and hopefully will become. And the penultimate times two match, guys, is between Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Uh, you have Chris Jericho who came out as his Lionheart character against Brian Danielson. You have Chris Jericho with his beautiful, lovely arm drag. And then you have his amazing shot as well of Daniel Garcia uh, in the back watching the action happening as as it goes on. Uh, And you have Jericho who hits these amazing chops to Brian. And you have Jericho with his amazing backbreaker. Um, And then basically you have Jericho with his nonchalant pin like he used to do back in the old... WCW days where even on the revenge game for the N64 you can actually do this pin where he does the muscle pose and it's just great um, Jericho goes over the top rope and gets hit with a big kick from Brian, that was a great move and then you have this amazing move where Jericho's trying to go for a splash uh, from over the top rope but he gets then hit with a big kick from Brian uh, Brian with this amazing missile drop kick Jericho then reverses a Hurricane Rana by Brian into Walls of Jericho. And then you have Brian hitting his own Tope Suicida. Then Brian misses a diving headbutt. And then you have Chris Jericho hitting his beautiful Tombstone Power Driver. Brian then hits his big kicks. Uh, Brian with some big stomps to Jericho. Like that was crazy. It shows just um, his old um, Ring of Honor days with all the big stomps and stuff. Then you have Brian hitting this big knee, but then Jericho hits a low blow and the Judas effect for the one, the two, and the three, and Chris Jericho is the winner. Now, guys, I thought this match was quite good and stuff. And even though, yes, I wanted Brian Danielson to win because I love Brian Danielson and I feel for me, he is someone who should be used to his best, like to be shown as the greatest of all time. But at the same time, I kind of can see where the story can go and, and hopefully then we'll go on to challenge and potentially win the AW World Championship. And the penultimate match, guys, we had was between Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting versus the House of Black. Now, guys, this match was great. I mean, it just shows how fucking awesome and over Miro is. I mean, you have Miro with his amazing stomps to Black. Uh, Matthews then comes in, but Miro reverses his attack into an over-the-head slam. 
And then you have Darby is looking to hit a code red, but Black gives him a big kick. Uh, King then tosses Allen into the turnbuckles. Uh, King with his amazing big chop. Then King again tosses Allen into the barricade. And then you have Buddy with, with this big, amazing knee. Sting with some big stinger splashes to Buddy and King. Sting and Black get into a big exchange. That was awesome just to see how fucking over and how great, even at the age of 60 plus, just how good Sting is. Then you have Darby hitting his big cannonball to Buddy. Black then goes for a big kick, but then Sting spits missed at Black. But then Darby is able to use that distraction on Black and hits his amazing cross pin for the win. And Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting are the victors. I thought for me, guys, this match was pretty good. I like the fact as well that it puts over just how good Black is, just how good, in a sense, all six men are really, that they're able to, even though, yes, I feel AEW have too many of these trios matches, but if a trios match is this good, then I can see the reason for that. And no one should ever forget, Happy Miro Day! And now it's time for the main event of the evening. And this is between CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AW Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. So to start off with, you have Punk with some amazing big knees. Moxley then hits Punk with some big elbows. And you have Punk then hits the uh, big running knee that he always does. Then you have Punk is then starts to hammer on Moxley with some big elbows. Then you have uh, GTS to Moxley, and then you think Punk's going to win straight away, but actually um, Moxley kicks out. Then you have Punk hitting his own suicida. And then you have uh, Punk and Moxley fighting to the crowd. Punk then sends Moxley over the barricade. Then you have Punk throws Moxley into the steps. Uh, Punk is then sent headfirst into the ring post. Moxley with some big punches to Punk's head. And now Punk is now bleeding. Uh, then you have Moxley slams Punk into the steps. Then you have Punk hitting another big knee. Uh, Moxley then hits his amazing big stomp. Moxley with a one-legged Boston Crab, but then goes into a GTS. Very similar to what Joe used to do and still does. Uh, Moxley with his amazing huge running drop kick to Punk's knee. Uh, Moxley with a figure four leg lock. Moxley then flips, uh, flips the bird to Punk. Then Punk spits at Moxley and flips the bird back at Moxley. Moxley then hits this amazing and huge, and I mean huge, pole driver. Then you have Punk hit this amazing up big arm wrench to uh, Moxley, who slams right onto the apron. Then Punk hits this amazing anaconda device. Then you have Punk with a big top rope elbow, but then Moxley reverses it into a sleeper hold. Then Moxley hits a German suplex. Punk with a net breaker. Punk then goes for a GTS, but Moxley then reverses it and then attacks the knee again. Moxley then hits the paradigm shift, but Punk is able to kick out. But then Punk then hits two big GTSs for the one, the two, and the three. And that's right, guys. CM Punk is the new AW World Champion. And then after all that is said and done, MGF is back and reveals himself to be the Joker. 
I mean, after the match they had a couple of weeks ago, I felt this match lived up and even propelled that because it just shows just how good of a wrestler CM Punk is, just how good John Moxie can be when he's actually put into a proper match. And I think for me, adds more to the animosity between both men and it adds just to everything else in general. And I'm just happy that CM Punk is the champion again and is the second ever two-time AW World Champion. And so then, guys, who my MVP would have to be would have to be, it's obviously, isn't it, CM Punk. I mean, he had a great match with Moxley. Uh, he was able to put over Moxley really, uh, really well. And just how much of the it factor that CM Punk has and why he is the best in the world. And now for my match of the night, it would probably have to go to the main event. I mean, for one, it had a great crowd. Uh, Moxie was playing a really good heel throughout the match as well, playing up to the crowd of being like, you're going to boo me, fuck you Chicago. But also as well, you had some great action, some great uh, selling by both men. And I felt as well the blood worked for the match as well. It made the match feel even more bigger and better because even though I'm, I'm a big fan of John Moxley, I feel for me... There's too much blood in his matches and I felt this match deserved it and this match warranted of the blood because it made the championship match seem more important and more bigger and better because it's just showing you just how good of a wrestler that CM Punk is and just how good that John Moxley is that when his team men have this good of a match, it just shows what magic they can do and I feel for me for being the main event it was a definite main event and even though yes I felt the event was too long where pay-per-view itself had 11 matches and the pre-show had four but I felt that even after the 14 previous matches the crowd were able to keep up with the match they put both men over and I feel for me, that being a great main event to a great AEW pay-per-view. And it just shows just how good AEW's main event really is. And that, my friends, was my AEW's All Out 2022 review. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what you thought about this show and what your favourite match of the night is. I love to hear what you guys think. Don't forget to always like follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcast networks and YouTube too. This has been No Wrestling guys. I've been your boy as always, Mark Sylvester. Don't forget guys to take care and always remember CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Personality, the cult of personality.
Stop. Stop.